So today's gospel lesson, it's very simple. Many such cases happens all the time. A sinful person feels that they are a sinner, and instead of hiding it, instead of trying to convince other people, no one believes them, or themselves, they don't believe it themselves, that they are not a sinner. But I'm talking about two different people in the reading today. We have contrasted the woman, and we have, on the other hand, no one really knows, Simon Peter or a nameless Pharisee. One owns that they're a sinner. The other one somehow can't see their sin. But only one ends up receiving forgiveness from Jesus Christ. And so Jesus calls to us in this reading today, please just be honest about your sin and I'll forgive you. Jesus comes to a place, a Pharisee has invited him over to eat because these Pharisees, who are the religious authority, they knew a lot of stuff. They were like, man, Jesus knows a lot of stuff too. And he's a very popular rabbi. Everyone's following him around. I want him over at my house so people will associate him with me. But who comes? None other than this woman. And there's two euphemisms that the text uses. One, a woman of the city, and the other, a sinner, implying that this woman was a prostitute. She comes to the Pharisee's house because she knows Jesus is there, and she's crying, she's weeping over her sin at the feet of Jesus, she's wiping his feet, she's anointing his head with ointment, she's kissing his feet, completely, unabashedly worshiping her God. But the Pharisee doesn't want to see this. And so if you notice, he says to himself, to no one else, but Jesus hears it, for he's God. He says, man, if this guy was really who he says he is and plays himself out to be, he'd know that this woman that he's letting touch him and serve him is a prostitute and he would have nothing to do with her. And so instead of just rebuking this guy, Jesus instead gives him a parable. Very simple one. He says, there's a guy and he lends out money. 500 days wages, one guy is loaned. Another one, 50 days wages, is loaned. Neither of them can pay. And so the guy, the lender, cancels both of their debts. And he says, Simon Peter, who is going to be happier? Who is going to love the one that they lent or they borrowed from more? And Peter, of course, says, the one who had the larger debt. 
Now, the point of the story is not to say that this woman who had many sins had lots of sins and she's bad. The point of the story is the Pharisee is not acknowledging that he's a sinner. And that only through acknowledging that you're a sinner and asking for forgiveness can you be forgiven of your sin by Jesus. Not to mention that this Pharisee is trying to keep from the Lord's table someone who is repentant of their sin, seeking forgiveness, where we all know, of course, that the Lord's table, its chief purpose is to forgive sins. And we ought never to bar someone who is repentant of their sin from the Lord's table. And so Jesus has to make a fool of the Pharisee in his house by telling that story in front of everybody. But he also makes a fool of Simon Peter. Peter, this woman that you say is a sinner, she uh, has not ceased to wipe my feet with her tears and hair, and you did not do that with water You didn't give me a kiss when we entered, and this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, because everyone smelled back then. And so it was a very kind thing to do, was to pour some oil on them when they came over, so they wouldn't keep smelling themselves. Obviously, Jesus says, this woman is loving much. She's appreciative And the most beautiful thing, of course, is that she sought out Jesus with complete expectation that Jesus would forgive her sins. And so Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. And this is the passage I always go back to when I need to hear from Jesus that my sins are forgiven. Because the you, the your, is to you as well. When you come to Jesus in full expectation of the forgiveness of your sins, he invites you to his table and gives you himself, body and blood, for the forgiveness of your sins. And so we learn the proper form of worship of God to seek the forgiveness of sins from Jesus Christ himself fully expecting to be forgiven. I find it very important that we talk about the first John reading and how it slides right in to our Luke reading. Where John the apostle has very firm words. He says and pleads, don't live in the dark. Instead, live in the light. Walk in the light. Because God himself, Jesus Christ, in him there is no darkness at all. So please, walk in the light. Make known, confess, Your sin, acknowledge 
I am a sinner. Confess, repent. And what it leads to is the forgiveness of sins. In fact, John links it to communion. He says, if we walk in the light, if we're honest about our sins, as Jesus is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. So communion at the communion rail. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. We receive communion. We receive in its pure essence true forgiveness of sin from his body and his blood. For as Jesus says in John 6, whoever eats of my flesh and drinks of my blood will have eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. But keep in mind these warnings. If we say we have not sinned, we call God, we call Christ a liar who calls us sinners and begs for our repentance. And so John closes, whoever says, I know him, I know Jesus, but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. To keep Jesus' commandments What is his chief one? He says, the will of the Father is to believe in the one whom he sent, Jesus Christ. And of course, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll do what I ask you to do. One of the hardest Bible verses in the Bible. More difficult than be perfect as my Father in heaven is perfect. Because what Jesus is asking us to do is to suffer with him, not avoid the suffering. Go to the cross, whatever our cross is, and die with Jesus. And in that death, be fully prepared and have faith in Jesus Christ, who is risen. And in that new life, gives you new life and the forgiveness of sins. And so maybe obedience is the ultimate form of love. For John closes with, whoever says he abides in Jesus, then ought to walk in the same way in which Jesus walked, live as Jesus lived, love as Jesus loved. How does Jesus love? None other than to eat with sinners and those who are considered unclean and know it and feel sorry that they're that way and are starving and thirsting for forgiveness, which Jesus can and does give to you. Praise be to God that what Jesus says to all this is your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Amen.